Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor, and this week's guest is a fashion and beauty blogger based in California. You may know her as Lena Bugs. Welcome, Lena Asayid. Hi. Oh my God. This is my first podcast ever, and I'm so nervous. Literally, when I, I hit record, I'm just start, I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, so, so happy that this is your first podcast. I'm truly honored, like genuinely. I'm so excited. I feel like we were already cackling right before, so I can only I can only imagine what we have in store. We're we're really funny. I so I think we're, really be, funny. we're we're just really funny people. Um the first time I met Lena was during New York Fashion Week, like probably two years ago. And like I just remember her sitting down next to me. Your hair was green. Was it green at the time? Yeah, it was like fluorescent green. Fluorescent green. She's like this gorgeous, like girl wearing like lilac and she like sits next to me at the show and she's like turns to me and she's like are you Arab and I was like who's this bitch why is she asking me if I'm Arab and I was I like always, <laughs> I'm always afraid other Muslims or Arabs think like who is this white girl just being like and I'm like like, I know I'm very white passing so that was my first thought was like she's gonna hate me no I literally was like who is this white girl what does she want like you know what I mean and you I I was like yeah I'm Arab you're like I'm Arab too and immediately like it just like switched and I was like you're Arab and I was like now you have my attention not that I have any problem with non-Arabs but it just like no, I, I don't hundred percent understand. This is why I don't say like come out <laughs> the gate just being like salam to every like Arab I see, even though I want to be like hello, my people. <laughs> but I was like, oh my god, you're Arab and you're so cool. I'm like, now we're friends. Now you don't you don't realize it, but now we're friends because I mean we were chatting about this a little bit before recording, but just like growing up, I never really came across other Arabs that I felt like were like me or like that I necessarily thought were cool. So like as an adult, when I'm like meeting more people now and I'm realizing like, oh shit, there's a lot of cool Arabs out there doing really cool things with really cool style. It's very exciting. Trust me, I feel the same exact feeling whenever I see like funny Arabs that I relate to and I'm like oh my mm-hmm. god finally someone understands my jokes or yeah. what I've been through or like someone dresses cool and like it's just such a phenomenon that I never have really experienced before like the age of the internet I sound like a boomer once again but we, we I'm a millennial we're gonna like boomers <laughs> we're gonna sound like boomers the entire time throughout this entire podcast because I feel like I don't know. I, I've already mentioned live journal to you earlier, which like, I feel like un- unless you're a fucking boomer like me, you have no idea what live journal is. But we were just kind of talking about like how, you know, back in the d- d- back in our day on the <laughs> internet, back in the olden days, in we treated days. it like a diary. Like it, there was no filter. It was our personal journal. And now the internet is forever. <laughs> and like, I mean, I think that there was always kind of this, people would say like, you know, you post something online, it's there forever. But I feel like when you're younger, you also have like, no, like long term perspective. So oh, you're like, absolutely. What is forever? What does that even mean? I didn't even know like being 28 years old would be an option for me. Like I was just like, Oh, I'm gonna get that old. Like, so when <laughs> I was posting something at 16, 17, I had no concept of the internet as forever. What was like your like your favorite platform when you were like growing up? Like what was like your place where you were like, now I love the internet? Because I feel like everyone has like one of those like it's either like Tumblr or MySpace. 
Honestly, I was hooked on MySpace when I was a kid, but growing up with strict Muslim Middle Eastern parents, I was not allowed to have one. So I had to do it in private. And I got caught like two separate times and it would not stop me. Like I was addicted and I loved it. And I think that's probably why I love my job now. <laughs> it's just I'm like, I'm like, I'm finally allowed yeah. to be on the internet and do what I want to do here. And it's, it's great. I loved MySpace. Luckily for me, my parents are very old, so they ne- they don't like they don't like understand like internety things. Like my name on MySpace was I I'm serious. This is exactly what it was. It was Marlboro fucking light. I smoked at the time. I thought it was like the edgiest, coolest MySpace name. It was like, yeah, Marlboro fucking light. Like I'm so cool. And like my dad about smoked those. Oh my god. <laughs> And now I think about it, I'm like, what a douche. Like, who who does that? Like, why would you do that? And it's just like, I loved MySpace, though. I remember, this is totally kind of off topic a little bit, but like, I remember Jeffree Star on MySpace. Like, I don't know why. I just remember Jeffree Star seeing him on a MySpace and like never really seeing anyone like with that type of like style or like personality. And I was like, who is this person? So it's so weird to me now that like, he's like this now... Yeah, like a phenomenon, like a literal celebrity. And I was like, he was just like everyone else on MySpace. Like he was just like any other bitch. And I'm pretty sure it's also from Orange County, which is where I'm from. So shows you anything is possible, people. (laughs) (laughs) Anything is possible. You could just be some random person on MySpace. Then you can be like a multimillionaire. You never know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that it's, it's really cool. Like how the internet, I always talk about this on the podcast, but like, I genuinely think it's so cool how it like brings people together. And like, you know, if it weren't for the internet, we wouldn't even have met at that fashion show because we were both there because um, it was Maybelline, not L'Oreal, right? Maybelline had, (laughs) yeah, Maybelline had invited us to a Dion Lee show. And like, so if it wasn't for the internet, we would not have connected. No, not at all. And I, we haven't seen each other since it's been two years now, but I literally love you so much. And we love you too. Met that one time. And it's, and it's so cool. And like watching you like kind of, create content like I've seen your content like change so much in the last two years not that like your your style or anything but like I've just seen you like up your game every time you create something I'm like this is cool this is cool and then it's getting cooler and cooler and it's really fun to watch you and like actually really inspiring to see like how you're constantly trying to put out like different and like exciting content and like you're one of the most consistent people that I've seen. Like you really are like creating constantly. Do you have like a schedule or like, do you just like kind of follow a whim? Um, well, I mean, first I appreciate that because I feel like I just am constantly like, am I even doing anything? Like, what am I doing with my life? You are. are. (laughs) So that was really sweet. I appreciate it. But I try to have a schedule because a lot of the time I'll just like get in my head or I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be like constantly, especially with the pandemic and stuff, I'll, I'm like constantly fatigued. If I could, all I would do is like lay on the couch and watch movies. But I feel like if I make a to-do list of like all the things I want to complete and then every day like slowly mark off like one or two things, then I'm like, I have like a whole content or a whole calendar full of content. And that's kind of how I work. And it's just like, I I write down like all these goals or all these ideas that I have. And then I slowly kind of check them off. And then like, if it's been too long, and it's like outdated or whatever, I'll be like, all right, we'll ignore that and add new ideas to the list. So that's kind of how I keep 
creating, it does get exhausting. And like recently, like in the beginning of the year before the pandemic, I kind of was feeling a little burnt out. But I mean, spooky season always brings it, you know, (laughs) back around. (laughs) I and I was telling Lena before we started recording, I was like, I'm so glad that your episode is coming out in October, like the weekend before Halloween, because you are like the human embodiment of Halloween. (laughs) Like, I don't even know how to like explain it. I'm like, you you are actually Halloween. I don't know if you're aware of this. Like, I don't even Halloween. know how that happened. Honestly, it was just like a thing that I loved. And at the time, like, I mean, what I saw on the internet, like, it was not, I guess, like a thing. I don't know how to like explain this. But like, not a lot of people were like obsessed with Halloween openly. No, no. But I was. And then it just <laughs> kind of started, started becoming like a thing. And now every year, like the internet participates in Halloween. And it's so much fun. I'm like, yes, I'm not the only weirdo just like dressing up in my office as some (laughs) crazy character. Wait, so when did you like, when did you like really start loving Halloween? Oh, since I was a kid. Because as you know, like Muslims, we weren't allowed to sell. Well, yeah, we weren't allowed to celebrate Christmas. So I would always be put in the corner and they would be like, okay, well, you can watch the Nightmare Before Christmas movie. Like while everyone else watches uh, the actual Christmas movie that I was not allowed to watch. So I just started loving it and was like, thought it was so much fun and that you get to dress up and be someone you're not normally. So ever since then, I've just like genuinely looked forward to Halloween. So, And I know a lot of Muslim kids growing up who actually weren't even al- allowed to participate in Halloween, which I'm really glad that my parents like had no problem with it. Like they didn't try to like to tell me that it was like the devil's birthday, which I feel like that oh was like a very, like I remember like going to like the mosque when I was little and like being like, oh yeah, I'm going trick or treating. Like, are you guys going trick or treating? And they're like, no, my dad said that Halloween is the devil's birthday. And I was like, I don't think that's true. I don't know that the devil has a birthday, but like it's one of those things that I feel like Muslim kids are either like their parents, there's like, Muslims who are allowed to celebrate Christmas and then Muslims who are allowed to celebrate Halloween. Like, I swear to God, I've never known one to be able to celebrate the both of them. I feel like parents are like, no, this is too much fun. You're having too much fun. There can only be like this much fun. Like, it's funny. I joke about this with my friend all the time. Like, there's this Arab mentality that like you shouldn't have like too much fun. Like, no, I literally, that was how my family was. And I thought that that was just like my mom. But like, it's, literally every Arab on planet earth. They're like parents would be like, you're, you went out last weekend. What do you mean you want to go yes. out again? Yes. Yes. Like, like you already, you fulfilled your fun for yes. a month. Like the, <laughs> your, your quota. Your quota. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, there's no reason you should be having any more fun. Like you should just be content with the amount of fun you've had. And I'm just like, it's, it was so bizarre growing up being like, wait, I can't go out like just whenever. Like I can't just have fun. They'd be like, no, you've had enough fun. <laughs> And, like, I feel like that just, like, I, I remember turning, like, maybe, like, 20, 20 or 21 and then just realizing, like, I just feel like I'm just going to do what I want to do. And, like, my parents are going to, like, comment on it and be, like, you're having too much fun. But, like, I'm just going to keep, like, doing it. Like, I'm not going to allow it to, like, prevent me. And, like, what are they actually going to do about it? And then I realized. That's, that's the age that happened to me also. It was just, like, well, I'm an adult now. And if they don't like what I do, well, what can really be done? <laughs> I, I have to know, what are you dressing up as for Halloween? Like, I just need to know. I like, don't even know what this COVID situation is going to be. But currently, I've got like a list of costumes that I've got going on for the internet. So who knows what's actually going to happen on the 31st? It's a full moon. Anything goes. 
Is it really going to be a full moon? Or is it a new moon? I don't remember, but we've got a full, we've got a lot of energy going on October 31st. And it's like, what is it? We get an extra hour. Mm-hmm. So it's probably oh longer. That's actually, I mean, that's actually so upsetting. I'm like, why does it have to be like this Halloween? Like, why couldn't it have been like last year or something? Like, why, why do we get like an extra hour and all this fun shit? I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm having like Halloween with like my family. Like we're literally going to my sister's house and we're all going to just like wear costumes, like just me and my immediate family. And I'm, I think I'm going to be Darth Vader, not because I like, like Star Wars, but because like my nephew, who's like two and a half is going to be master Yoda. And then my other great nephew is going to be baby Yoda. And like, oh my God. I have other family members who are going to be like Chewbacca and stuff. And I just feel like I am Darth Vader. Like if I'm going to be someone from Star Wars, I feel the most like Darth 100%. Vader. <laughs> 100%. I feel you. And I just feel like it would be funny. I don't know. I, I I really feel like I might just be Darth Vader. But at the same time, I like doing fun makeup looks for Halloween. And like being Darth Vader, that's not really like a makeup look. Honestly, I feel like you're going to pull off this Darth Vader look and make it so chic. So I don't even care. I'm ready for this. Put on that mask. Get your lightsaber. Get to work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm definitely going to have a lightsaber. Um, but yeah, I just... It's so weird, like, and I feel like, I don't know how it is in California, but, like, in Florida, everyone is, like, everyone's resumed life, like, business as usual. Like, oh, really? I mean, it, I, I guess. I feel like here, yeah. the bars are going to be packed on Halloween. Like, I have no doubt in my mind that, like, everyone is just going to be, like, prancing around downtown. So, I don't know if you've heard, but I, well, I live in Fountain Valley, but that's, like, the neighboring city to Huntington Beach, which is now known oh. as the Florida of California. Yes, yes. So... Yes, I would assume that it's going to be business as normal uh, on Halloween, but I have been locked up inside my house because I live in the Florida of California. So (laughs) I don't go outside anymore. I don't know what like normal life is like, but (laughs) knowing me, I'll probably just be like putting on the Nightmare Before Christmas and eating a bunch of like pumpkin flavored snacks, calling it a night. Oh my God. I, I feel like this year more than ever, like, I, I keep telling people, I'm like, I needed October. And like, I love spooky spe- season, not as much as you, but like, I, I do love it. I really do fucking love it. I'm like, let's put it into perspective, not as much as you, but a lot, like still a lot. And like, I feel like as soon as like, I started seeing like anything pumpkin, anything like Halloween themed, like I was buying it. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. It's October. It's starting in September. Like, I don't care anymore. Like, I just like need to feel something. Mm -hmm. And so I was eating those Pillsbury pumpkin cookies, like Uh, literally like September 1st. Those are so good. And I can't have them because they're not vegan, are they? No. (laughs) But I, I've, I've found a lot of like Trader Joe's vegan pumpkin things. So I'll survive. But Oh, yeah, Tater has so many great vegan options. I know. Bless them, honestly. Oh, I was going to ask you if it's still, if it's 100 degrees in Florida. I've never been to Florida. Um, I've just heard some scary stories. and they're, they're all true. Yeah, I know. So I've avoided Florida for as long as I can. And now I haven't been able to travel at all. So I don't think I'll ever really get to experience Florida. But is it hot over there? Because it's 100 degrees right now. And it's um, really putting a damper on my spooky season. It's very hot. Yesterday, I couldn't touch my steering wheel, if that puts uh, it into perspective for you. Okay, so I just checked. It is 90 degrees outside. Yeah, it's it's currently the same here. So it's like, it's just bumming me out with the whole 
you know, sweating every time I step outside situation. Like it doesn't feel like fall. We went to the pumpkin patch the other day and I was literally dripping in sweat. I was like, this isn't the same. Like I want like a crisp fall afternoon and we just don't get that. It's pretty upsetting. I'm not going to lie, especially because fall weather is my favorite. Like it's, it's just, there's nothing better to the me than like when you can wear like a light jacket. Like I just... I feel like I sound like the girl from Miss Congeniality, but um, like I just, I love a crisp fall day and <laughs> it's been so hot and sticky and just like, I'll try to go outside to shoot content and like, I just can't do it. Like I oh literally, am, like, I'm, I, I'm overheating. I'm going to cry. Like I can't do this. Like I have to take all my content inside because it's just, it's so hot and like it's also so sunny so you like can't even see your phone or your camera screen because it's just so bright and yeah, like so it's like who knows what you're getting <laughs> and then like all the photos are like really like overexposed because the sun is so strong and I'm just like I just can't do this I'm like maybe like next month I'll be able to go outside for longer than five minutes at a time I don't know I feel you but now imagine it with your whole body covered in face paint and some kind of glue, something glued to your face, kind of peeling off. That's what I'm experiencing right now. And it's just been rough. I'm so tired of it. I mean, honestly, like the looks that you do, like I am just like, it's so like artfully done. Like have you always been super creative? Cause like, this isn't even just like, Oh, this girl's like good at makeup. Like, no, you're like an, you're like a fucking artist. Like it's insane. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, I have been really good at like, I guess my mom and my aunt say, say that I was like drawing really well and like holding a pencil, like normal, like a, like an adult would when I was like two years old and like just oh drawing God. things constantly. I literally loved to draw. So, like, when I was put in the corner watching Nightmare Before Christmas while everyone else was watching, like, the Santa Claus, I would just, like, draw and watch that movie. And, like, so it's literally nothing has changed except for now I just, like, paint things on myself. And yeah, call yeah. It a day. But, yeah, I've pretty much always been pretty artistic. And before I kind of knew what I wanted to do, I would, like, take art classes at my local community college before, like, the internet was really a thing. And I like had no direction with my life. I was just like, I guess I'm good at drawing. So I'll do that. But yeah, um, thankfully, this ended up becoming a thing because who knows what I would have done. <laughs> oh, trust me. I think that I think that all the time. And it's just like, there's something that like, I feel really lucky to be able to do something that I've always kind of felt strongly about. And like now and like, but growing up, I was like, this isn't a career. Like, there's no way I can make this into a career. Like, it was just like this very far fetched kind of idea that like, I couldn't even fully like conceptualize because I'm just like, this is just like not a realistic uh, goal to have. So like, I'm not even yeah. gonna like, you know what I mean? Like, I was just 100%. like, what it, it's just and, and I think a lot of it also has to do with just coming back to the, you know, does a fashion industry have a place for someone that like looks like me? Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. like, just feeling like, no, like I have no place there. Like it would just never work. No, totally. I mean, even when I was a kid, I thought maybe I wanted to be like an actor or a model or whatever. And at the time I was just like some little Arab bushy haired girl. And you were just seeing like blonde haired, blue eyes, people in magazines and I was like yeah that's not cut out for me but it's so cool that now with like TikTok and Instagram and everything you see so many people that look like you or that you can relate to and it's honestly my favorite part about the internet and like how far it's come from even when we started a few years ago 
Like it's not the same at all. I feel like it's so no. much more accepting and inviting. And it definitely is a lot more accepting and inviting. And I, I mean, I've loved TikTok for like a while now. Like my obsession is very real. And I've recently started like trying to like post things here and there. And I just have noticed, I mean, so far, I don't want to jinx it, but like I've noticed so far that it's just such a different type of community. And I feel like there's a different type of like open minded Arabs and Muslims that are on TikTok that I I mean you've seen me post my shit like Muslim people just like love to like shit on you on Instagram Literally, I don't know what- whenever you go off about <laughs> it I'm like yes exactly it's and like I'm not they- Muslim technically anymore like I don't follow any or practice any real religion yeah. but like I've been through it like as a kid like I grew up Muslim so like I know everything you're talking about and I'm like oh my god yes yep yep <laughs> you yep get it. and it and it just like it's like one of those things that I'm like, you know, that like things would be like a lot better. Like we weren't shitting on each other. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you, you understand that like, if we actually like had like a sense of community and supporting each other, like we would, it would be mutually beneficial for for all of us. Not hard to just accept that people live their lives differently. A thousand percent. And I think that I'm very lucky that I was like kind of raised in an environment where like it was very accepting and it was kind of like, okay, like this is what our religion teaches us or this is what our culture norms are. But like, you know, I still accept you for however you choose to be. And like, there's something very like freeing and liberating about that. Just knowing that like everything I'm doing is because I want to do it, not because like someone is forcing me to do it yeah I think a lot of people especially on the internet or like people I guess who stumble across like Arab TikTok for example I always see like I'll see like really accepting mm-hmm. TikToks from Muslims and then like other people will be like oh yeah but your religion does da 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 and mm-hmm. I'm like it's not technically like that's not true though like people there are there are extremists in every religion you know but like I would say most people that I do know that are Muslims like that I know personally. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. make that clear. I know there's a lot of weirdos on the internet, but <laughs> that I know personally are really accepting and inviting and forgiving and, you know, just what the religion is actually about. A thousand percent. And like, and like, I think that what makes it most upsetting to me when people, when Muslims attack other Muslims online, it's not that I'm like, oh, I'm sad. Like, I'm going to go cry about it. It's like, stop reinforcing the stereotype that people already have in their mind that we're these closed-minded people who aren't accepting even of our own of our own kind like Jesus like like you literally are just making us all look so bad but at the same time it's like I feel like this is a conversation that needs to be had which is why I continuously bring it up even though sometimes I'm like I feel like this could be like kind of like annoying or whatever but I'm just like I think that it's something that if if we just push it to the side, like how is anything going to get better? No, I I love whenever you go on rants about it. Honestly, I'm like, <laughs> relatable relatable content right here. <laughs> I'm like I feel I can feel free to call you uh, my weekly rant that I go on about like some Give shit. Like <laughs> I am ready for it. I'm here it's just like. I'm like, I'm like constantly angry about some shit. So I'm like, oh, I can, I can fill you in on my weekly. I'll, I'll add you to my roster of my weekly people who I call just to complain about like annoying sh- shit that Muslim people are doing on the internet. It sounds like, like you need to start up your live journal again. 
Sounds like it's time. (laughs) My life journal is so cringy. Like, like I literally, my last entry was when I was like 17 years old and it was like tolerable, but I have my live journal and it's literally my thoughts from like age 14 to age 17. And it's in their life. Like there's maybe like 2% of it that I'm like, that's kind of cute. I'm glad that I have this. But then the other like 98%, I'm just like, this is so cringy. This is so fucking just like entitled and annoying. And like, I want to go like go back in time and like slap 15 year old me. Honestly, though, like our what is it? Our brains don't develop until we're like 25 fully. And it's like, I'm barely just now an adult at 28. I just have been making sound decisions for the last three years, barely. And you expect me to to be an adult all of a sudden like I just had this converse I don't know if you saw my stories but everyone just found out or almost everyone just found out I was 28 and not like 21 to 20 yeah yeah and everyone was freaking out I was like oh no I would not want to be an underdeveloped 23 year old again (laughs) it's like barely (laughs) functioning through life not knowing what was going on I'm like I'm I'm happy to be at my nice old age of 28 (laughs) I'll be honest, just wait till you turn 31, like me, like I just, even when I was 28, like 28, I, I was a lot better, but there's still some very questionable decisions I made at age That's 28. That's what you're though, just like, like we're not, we're barely an adult right now, like we just started adulting. At, so I, I posted a TikTok about this the other day, because every time I tell someone I'm 31, kind of like what you were saying, they're like shocked, they're like, you're not like 25, you're not like this, and I'm like, first of all, like, what do you guys think 30-year-olds look like? Like, I'm just anyone after 25 to look like the little old lady that lived in the shoe. Like, everyone is like, your skin <laughs> looks so good for your age. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm in my 20s. I don't know what you yeah. expect. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'm in my 20s. I um don't, like, go, like, rub myself in oil and stand in the sun. Like, yeah. what, like, like what, what did you think was going to happen? I don't know. I just find it so interesting that I think that a lot of younger people think that, like, once you hit, like, like you said, like, past 25, it's like, you're just, like, a decrepit old person and you're just, like, your whole life is falling apart and you're just old and gross. And I'm just, like, who? told you this it's just it's not true like my sister who's like 40 years old looks like a 30 year old like i like there to me there's like no difference and then also like you know my my friends who are like a little bit younger than me like when we're together i don't feel like oh my god like i'm your mother like you know what i mean wise person like i I, the thing is though it's like almost or i kind of get it because when i was like 20 21 and i new people who are like nearing their 30s I was always like like I told you I was like I I can't even imagine being that old like what what is how do you do it like I just didn't have anyone that lived or like wasn't doing things I guess like I don't know how to explain it but like you know the internet wasn't a job back then necessarily like I was just getting into the job of that I wanted like a year or two later so like I would just see people doing like not I guess like jobs that they didn't like and were Mm -hmm. expected to like buy a house and get married and that's never really been like the path that I wanted to take necessarily so like when I would see people that age I was like "Ooh, that does not look fun I don't Mm want to do that (laughs) now it's just like there's no I don't know there's no like social norm when you're 30 you have to like have a job get married have three kids kind of thing so I I really am glad that we've evolved past that I think for the most part society has evolved past that and I keep reading all these like studies just kind of like how people are getting married later and later in life and I'm like I get it like I, I, I like I mean listen like 
again, as a child of two era people, being 31 and being single, like, trust me, I'm getting a lot of talk to's and lots of conversations and random text messages that are like, good morning, Habibti. I just want to let you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, oh yes. my God. The second, like the second either of my parents call me Habibti, I'm like, what the fuck do you want from me? Yeah. Like, why are you being nice to me? Like, what do you want me oh, to do? Oh my God. Yes, I feel you. But my, so me and my boyfriend have been together. You met him. We had the matching he, for us. So <laughs> sweet. Like literally, I remember he like took a picture of me or something and he was so nice about it. He was like, do you like it? And I was like, I do. Thank you. Yeah, he's always like, tell me to get the shoes. Cause he, he obviously I've, I've been like, you need to get the shoes, babe. And now, like, whenever he has to take pictures at like events or for anyone else, he's like, do you like it? Do you want to get lower? Should I get your shoes in it? I'm like, wow, oh, so sweet. An angel, a literal, angel. literally an angel. But we've been together for ten years now, and I mean, I'm constantly getting asked, not by my own family, because they're they're just like at this point, they don't bother me with my life decisions. They're like, she's gonna do what she wants to do. I'm not gonna ask, but like best decision to be in, honestly. But the people on the internet are always like, "When are you guys getting married and having babies?" And I'm like, first of all, like I was never one to dream. Like I never dreamt of my wedding or my husband. I always thought that was yeah. creepy. I never liked babies or like baby dolls. Like I didn't understand why those were toys. I was like, I'm baby. Why am I taking care of baby? Like this yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Sense. Yeah. So like this was never on my radar and it's like something I don't even know if I want and like it's up to me and Dev but it's like a weird thing that people think like oh marriage means you're committed but it's like me and Dev have been together for you know 10 whole years we are committed <laughs> like we're there yeah, I feel like a decade is is commitment it's definitely something that I would take a wild guess and be like I feel like they're committed to each yeah. other <laughs> but for some reason people think like marriage baby that's commitment and it's it's just so bizarre and I hope that society like I mean, that we're getting there. They're, we're slowly surpassing the need to have marriage and children be like a sign of commitment in relationships. But yeah, it's, and it's still a thing. What I kind of have always believed is that like, I don't think that marriage is like a sign of a successful relationship. I think it's exactly like you said, like you've been together for 10 years, you're committed to each other, you're happy, you're healthy. Like that to me, I'm like, that's a success. And I feel as though like for the longest time, it was like getting married was this like, you know, prize worthy occasion. Like you did it. Like, yeah. like really, you just have like a really expensive party. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's it's, you did. So, it's so bizarre to me that like, I mean, weddings are fun and all. And I think it, it, it'd be like really, I guess, great. I don't know. Like, I, I don't even know how I feel about weddings. Like, I, I don't have anything planned or thought out. So whenever anyone asks me about it, I'm just like, Ugh, I have no idea. I don't even know who would come to my wedding at this point. We're in Corona. We, we, we're in quarantine now for like seven months. Who are friends? What are friends? Like, yeah. like how, how, how do I talk to people? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, should I like run? Like, what do I do? Like, this episode of Arab American Psycho is sponsored by The Doe. The Doe is a digital publication sharing anonymous stories to promote civil disclosure and provides a platform to lesser-known, often marginalized stories. The Doe publishes unfiltered narratives from verified anonymous sources, drawing attention to a broad spectrum of viewpoints that encourage readers to confront their own biases. Each month, The Doe explores a new theme. With Election Day right around the corner, I thought I would share a narrative I came across titled, I'm a lifelong Republican and I'm voting for Joe Biden. The author of this narrative is from northern Wisconsin, and they write about not being able to stomach the current U.S. president. 
The author writes about the last presidential election in 2016. Previously having voted for Republican candidates, they decided to vote for a third-party candidate under the belief that regardless of who they voted for, Hillary Clinton would win, which she obviously did not. The author goes on to share that the 2016 election made them completely reevaluate everything they stood for politically, and they finally were able to see the Republican Party for what it truly is, as well as sharing how Trump's presidency dramatically affected so many of the author's relationships due to racism and a lot of awful things. This was such an interesting read, and I encourage you to read the rest of this narrative, as well as many other amazing narratives available on the Doe's website. I've linked this narrative in the episode's notes, but you can also visit thedoe.com. That's T-H-E-D-O-E, like a female deer, dot com to read more. Thank you so much to the Doe for sponsoring this episode, and please make sure you vote in this year's elections. It's so important that you make sure that your voice is heard so that real change can be made. Now back to the conversation. I was just telling Lena, I like accidentally hugged my friend when I saw her. And then I like profusely apologized because I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hug you. I actually really scared now that I hugged you because I just like touched you and there's a virus and like, oh my God. Like, it's just like, I literally don't even know how to be like a functioning human being. And like, I'm trying to like kind of be less freaked out because at the beginning of the pandemic, like I was like scared every time I would go to the grocery store, like genuinely terrified like and like would come home and just like spend like 45 minutes wiping everything down which I'm glad that I did because I feel like it was like safe to do and at the time like masks were not like they were still like lying to us and saying like you don't need a mask crazy I was talking about that the other day I was like oh my god we were walking around without masks with a virus like and the fact that they just straight up were just like well yeah we told you guys not to wear masks because we were scared that there was going to be a shortage like yeah like they admitted it admit it you literally were trying to murder us all cool 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 uh that's like (laughs) put a mask on (laughs) yeah like I'm like okay cool so you guys have lost credibility and I don't trust anyone and I'm just gonna take every precaution that makes sense to me and stop following whatever the fuck and like I feel like now there's like this weird thing that like they're like for a while they were like um the virus can live on sur- surfaces. And then they're like, just kidding. The virus cannot live on surfaces. And now they're like, again, saying like, JK, the virus can live on surfaces. And I'm like, and this is why I have continued to wipe down all of my fucking groceries. Why yeah. I literally don't leave my house anymore. I'm just like, you know what? I don't need it. You're Whatever like, I, I, am, I don't need I it. It's an issue now. I yeah. am. I am that woman. I stay in shoe. Oh, I damn here. it. Um, but yeah, that one. <laughs> but it's just like I I don't know. It's it's very it's so strange these unprecedented times. <laughs> and, like every time someone says that to me, I'm just like lol. But it's it's so weird, and and I I've been like I feel guilty like doing things like that aren't like I guess like necessities. But like I think it just comes down to like again, these weird societal things that it's like, okay, this is a necessity. This is like not a necessity. And I'm like, in a time where we can have groceries delivered is going to the grocery store technically a necessity. Like, I think it just all comes down to like your 
life and like how you live. And like, I like now it just sounds like I'm justifying my actions, which maybe I am because I still slightly feel bad. But like going to yoga for me, I'm like, this is something that is a necessity because my back is so fucked up that I literally need to be in a room where the de- it's like 95 degrees so that I can stretch or else I am in excruciating pain. And like a mask to yoga. So my studio, I don't know what other studios are doing. I've heard actually in LA that they have like these plexiglass, like individual rooms for hot yoga, which I'm like, I wish my studio had that. So they're just like having the classes be a lot smaller. You have to keep your mask on until you get into the room. Once you're in the like the yoga studio, which is actually really, really big. Um, like there's like little pieces of tape so that you're like six feet apart from everyone else. And then they also have like an air purifier type of machine in the room. And they just, you know, they say just don't breathe out of your mouth, which usually in yoga you do. So they just were sticking to breathing in and out of our nose so that we're not like opening our mouths or whatever. Um, and then like, once you leave class, like, you're not allowed, like once you leave the classroom, you have to put your mask on and like, you're not allowed to like fraternize. Like you need to like get the fuck out. Basically. It's like you come in, you're wearing a mask, you sit down in the class, you take your mask off while you're in the studio. And then like, as soon as class is done, you put your mask on and you like get the fuck out. I mean, as long as they're taking precautions, it's like, I, I understand how some people like can't stop living their lives. I personally, because I work from home and just like, I mean, I don't enjoy human contact that much anyway. So I'm okay with having the bare minimum, but like, I haven't been doing the whole like restaurant or like, I don't go to the gym in general because I, again, human contact thing. So my life is primarily at home. So I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'll stay home. But it's like, I get it for other people, as long as there's like safety precautions being took, you're wearing your mask at all times when necessary, when around people, you're being courteous and respectful of other people. I just think that's so important and drives me insane living in Florida, California, how like everyone's just like fighting about it when it's like, just be courteous of others. Just that's it. And I, and I get, I totally like get that people are like, I want to live my life. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like I get it. I want to live my life too. I like living. It's fun. But like you can do it and still be safe simultaneously. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, you can just take these very simple safety precautions. Like I had, like I I've gone and I've had uh, meals at restaurants before uh, or since the pandemic or whatever, but like, it's not like I'm doing it all the time. And also it's more so like a few days ago, I went to a restaurant to go pick up a, to go pick up food. I was just going to get takeout. And as soon as I got there, I saw that it was completely empty. Like there was no one in the restaurant. Like it was a completely empty restaurant. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to eat my meal here because I'll feel like I like got to like do something out and like, it'll make me feel like good or whatever I need to feel to eat at a restaurant. And like, there's literally no one here. Like it was just me and yeah. the the waitress like there was and I was like perfect I was alone I had a book in the car so I was like I'm just gonna sit down and read a book and eat here so that I can feel like I got to like you know eat at a restaurant it feels nice or whatever because yeah it does it feels nice to do those things I totally get it but it's just like you know it doesn't mean that like you go out and eat every single night and like yeah, you know totally. it just I feel like moderation during these times is kind of key but then again I'm sure a lot of people could argue that I'm being a total hypocritical asshole. I mean, I think it's, again, it's such a divided thing where it's like, just be courteous of other people. You know, there, there are these people that can't 
go home or, or work from home or stay at home. You know what I mean? That's the only thing that like, I'm just trying my best to be mindful for. I don't judge anyone else for doing what they need to do because like, I'm not in their circumstances, you know, like I get it, the need to like, feel like you, you got out of the house for a little bit or like just get some fresh air and like all that stuff. So it's like, I'm not in any place to judge. And like, you know, people have to like homeschool their kids and all this stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot. And like, I just got to take care of myself. And thankfully I'm able to do that from home. So I'm like, you know, that's, I'm doing what I can, but it's like, I'm, I'm not going to judge anyone else for doing what, you know, they think is right. As long as they're doing it safely and not affecting other human beings. That's literally all I care about. And I feel like yep. here that is like such, that is a problematic statement for some reason. And it's, it's bizarre. The world is kind of, oh, it gives me a headache right now. And, and it just like, like I've had conversations with like people who like, I think I once thought were like, smart and oh, like, like oh you're oh you're dumb like oh fuck you're actually really stupid like just saying crazy things like you know the masks aren't actually making a difference and I'm like they they are like it's like you can see the numbers like but even if they are, aren't what is it hurting what, like it, yeah what are you gonna hurting you at all like it's it's just it's something that it, it I get it it's like an inconvenience or it's uncomfortable but like it's normal in other places to be courteous of others and wear a mask and like not spread your sickness. So it's like, it sounds like a great, I hope it's normalized. Honestly, the other day I went to go pick up my car and I was wearing sunglasses and a mask like from the mechanic. And I was like, this is awesome. No one knows if I'm smiling. No one knows if I'm even awake right now. Like this is great. Oh, trust me when I'm wearing a hijab, a face mask (laughs) and sunglasses, I am basically incognito completely. I could be anyone. I could like it, I I actually I will say I'm a huge sunglasses person because I, my eyes are very sensitive to like sunlight, especially like in Florida, like the sun is like on crack, so it's like fucking intense like X Games mode sun. So like I <laughs> so I wear sunglasses like a lot and but recently I I've not been wearing them as much because I do feel like it looks like I'm about to commit a crime. It just, it looks like I'm trying to disguise myself because I'm like wearing a scarf and then I'm wearing a face mask and I'm wearing sunglasses. I'm like, you can only see like my eyebrows. Like that's all you can see. Honestly, I get so worried about my mom walking around Huntington Beach in that same getup, like a hijab, sunglasses. She has her hijab as her mask. So she like puts it over Yep. And I'm like, oh, like, I think it's normal because I see her all the time. But people in Huntington Beach, I'm just like, I just, I, we need to get out of here. I hate this place. And it's so speaking of like getting out of here, like I was telling my mom, my sister, like my whole family, basically the other day, I'm like, Oh, if Donald Trump wins, like, I'm moving to Denmark. Mm-hmm. So like y'all can come with if you want. But like, I'm, I'm moving to the Netherlands. I'm moving somewhere. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Because like, I, I just I feel like it will give people kind of this past to feel like they can do whatever crazy shit yeah. they want. And I mean, even the other day when he like basically told the proud boys like stand down or whatever yeah. the fuck, I was just like, cool, 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 cool. And they can pretend like they're not a hate group, but they are actually technically a hate group. So yeah. uh, that's really uh, concerning that my, the president, not my president, but the president just told a hate group to stand down. And I was like, Okay, so if he wins, like we're fucked. Um, so, yeah, Deb yeah. And I it, literally it, talked about leaving the country also because we, 
are in the market for like buying a house, but now mm-hmm. we're like, do we even stay in America if it keeps, I mean, I genuinely think it's kind of going to be a mess either way. I granted, I think it'll be less of a mess if Biden wins and mm-hmm. you know, that's what I'm hoping for. But like, we've been considering, we're like, where do we move to where like the a country would care about people's like livelihood and safety and stuff like, I don't know. It's just so crazy that we grew up here and now it's just, it feels like chaos, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've never, I've loved California like my whole life. I never thought I wanted to live anywhere else, but now I'm heavily considering it just because I can't like in Huntington, it's really crazy seeing like Trump Pence stickers and flags everywhere. And it's like any, the little times that I do go out, it is super detrimental to my mental health seeing those things and just being like, oh, wow. <laughs> if I looked any different, you would hate me right now. Yep. Like, it's just, I, it's gross. And I mean, like, yeah, like, I mean, Florida, like, I'm in the South. There's a lot of people who really love Donald Trump. And like, today, I was sitting in my car and like, this pickup truck pulls up next to me. And it's like, one of those pickup tr- trucks that has like the big tires where they're like, very elevated. Mm-hmm. And like, I could just feel the person in the car like staring at me and it it and like totally normal this happens to me all the time it shouldn't be normal but a normal thought that crossed my mind was like hope he doesn't have a gun and like shoots me like like literally that it it just like this person and this big pickup truck with a huge trump sticker on it and i can feel their eyes like Mm -hmm. piercing through me in my car and i'm like well, I hope they don't have a concealed weapon. Like, I hope they don't shoot me. Like, wh- yeah, why is this even about something that, that I have to think about? about? Yeah, it's so scary. And like I said, I'm I'm very white passing and I don't wear hijab. So it's not like a personal worry yeah. for me. It's just more of a scare when I see someone wearing a Make America Great Again hat. Like, you are not okay. But my mom's gotten like attacked by people in Huntington. They're like verbally a- attacked by people in Huntington. I remember that- you... you- either posted about it or we were DMing about it. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. And she, she goes out like a lot on her own, just running errands and living her best life. And, mm-hmm. you know, people just want to start screaming about how she should go home, even though she's been a citizen here for, I don't even know how long, literally since she was 18. So I don't wow. know. It's just, it's a lot to deal with like mentally that people are like this and like, don't welcome you or your family here. And I think that's what people like, or Trump supporters don't get. I hear a lot of people saying like they're fiscally conservative and I'm like, that's not a thing anymore when human rights yeah. are on the line. Like, yeah, it, it I don't know. It's I like can go on about that forever, but it's just fucked up right now. It really is. So I, I actually been wanting to ask you, so I know you're half Syrian and half Lebanese. Where is your mom from? So my mom's from Lebanon and my okay. dad is Syrian. Okay. Okay. Cause I was like trying to, to know. So have you ever been to no. Lebanon or Syria? So my dad passed away about seven years ago, but before then he said that he, cause he fled Syria, I think because of the war at the time yeah. he was like supposed to be a soldier. And he was like, no, <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he left really young and I think he only went back once when my older sister was born and my mom went with him and it was like a whole fiasco. So I never got to go my older sister went when she was a baby. And then my mom just hasn't been back. Um, just because it's, I think she just thinks like, you know, now here is her home. And like, she still talks to her sisters and her family over there all the time. But all of like her immediate brothers and sisters are here. Like they all are like neighbors and you yeah. know, really close. So 
I don't think she has a, a real reason to leave, but I've never been. I wanted to go, but clearly that is not an option anymore. Yeah. And, and it's, it's so weird because I, I'd only been to Palestine once and I was like five and like, I really don't remember much. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the things that I remember are so like cloudy. Like I'm just like, you know, it's five. What the fuck do I know? Yeah. And I was actually thinking, I was like, Oh, 2020 might be the year that I like try to go to Palestine. And I was like, that's not going to happen. And it's also not going to happen anytime soon I'm starting to realize that like that's not even going to be a possibility and it's isn't it sad it's a it's it's really a bummer and like honestly like it just it's so it's so weird that you know we had kind of these options that were totally normal that are now like these big decisions that we have to like really seriously think about like is it worth it like it's Mm -hmm. like you have to like factor in all the risks and like, what if I go there and then like something happens and I can't get back into America because there's like some type of like lockdown. Like, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you have totally. to consider because things are changing all the time. The rules are changing. The, the, the pandemic, the information that they're giving us about it, it's constantly changing. And so it's like, you are really taking a risk if you travel somewhere that you might not be able to come back. And it's just like, yeah, that's scary. And I hear, I hear Lebanon is beautiful and I've always wanted to visit and I, you know, still have family over there. And, uh, I, I don't know, just sad that we can't really like experience it in the way that like our parents got to, um, Oh, for sure. Back in the day. So it's a bummer, but I hope one day things will be, less chaotic and that would be like an actual thing we get to do when you were growing up did you feel like connected to being Arab no honestly because I was one of the like few Arabs at my school and I grew up in a very white predominant just area I always thought my family was quite strange or like, I just wanted to be normal. Like I was so tired of seeing or being looked at as like weird or, you know, like it was, it was uncomfortable a lot growing up. And I don't know. I always felt like I didn't have many like other Arab people to look up to or relate to. So like my family, obviously, but like, I don't know. It was just, they're still very like, like I didn't have cousins that I was close to or mm-hmm. like anything like that. So I, it was very much like me and my sisters. We were all different grades and like just trying to make it through <laughs> our, yeah. our high school experience. And it wasn't until like honestly recently where I, I felt more connected to it and just like, you know, very proud of where I come from and who I am and, you know, my family and like my experiences as an Arab in this area and just like you know, owning it more and feeling more comfortable in my skin. And I feel like that has a lot to do though, with it being more normalized, I guess. Cause like, you know, we never saw people like us being Mm -hmm. represented in the media at all. So I don't know if you ever felt that way, but I just wanted to be like normal and not like have someone ask me like, what are you? Or why Mm -hmm. does your lunch smell or whatever? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't feel like I really felt connected to it until I don't know, the last couple of years, I guess, where Same. I was an adult and just felt like proud to be who I am, you know? And it was also just kind of like, I think a big part of feeling disconnected from being Arab for me was like, I would meet Arab people and I felt like we had nothing in common. Oh my God. Yeah. And I felt like they were so what I consider to be like 
Arab. Do you know what I mean? Like they were more Arab than me. Like they liked listening to like Arab musicians and they liked eating shawarma, which I mean, I like shawarma, but like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> they just, they liked the Arab culture and they embraced it and they had different, like my parents were never so much so like cultural as much as they were like religious. Like that was more so the tone of my household. It wasn't like, I've never seen my parents smoke shisha. Like my parents have <laughs> never smoked shisha. Like that's what I'm saying. Like my parents, like I've never seen my mom dance. Like I've never, I, I think I saw my dad Depka one time <laughs> my entire life. Like my parents are not super duper Arab. They're weird. Like in that sense, like I feel like they are to other Arab people kind of weird in that. Yeah. They're Arab, but like, they're not like that Arab. And I think that like, that also was like a weird thing for me just growing mm-hmm. up and seeing these other Arab kids and like their moms would pack them like, you know, rice and lamb for lunch. And like my mom would like, let me eat Lunchables. And so like, I just felt like I was different than them and that like, they didn't understand me. And so in turn, I kind of felt like, oh, Arab people don't get me and I'm not like them. And like, I don't feel connected to them. And then I like got older. And I think it really, again, like seeing people online and like connecting with them and feeling like they were alike made me kind of feel like, no, wait, like there's no, like, there's no like set of personality Mm -hmm. traits or character traits that like make you more or less Arab. Like you are just like you're Arab for like existing. Like you don't have to do these like stereotypical things to be an Arab. And I think that that felt very like liberating to me because I don't like feeling boxed in. And it's sad because what I was doing was boxing in other Arab people and putting them all into like this one category and like doing to them exactly what I didn't want to happen to me. And I think, I mean, it was confusing though, you know, growing up where we did, like you grew up in the South and it's just, it's, pretty confusing when you didn't have like the community that we have now on the internet that you can like so easily access Mm -hmm. and relate to. And I mean, I, I actually did go to high school in Dubai. Like I lived in Dubai oh, for four years. Yeah. Oh, I, went God, to high I didn't know that. Yeah. I went to high school in Dubai and like, I'm not going to lie. I think that kind of made me hate Arabs. <laughs> I like, Cause I just feel like, I don't know. Like it just, did like, you, I, did you like, I don't know how this worked. Did your parents like send you to go to high? No, Did I, you live there at the time? Like I, I had no there. idea. I lived there with my parents. My mom had a job there. So we moved there. And at first it was just, so I have um, five older siblings. I'm the youngest. And then one of my, so all of them are all, they're much older than me. Um, and so it was just me and my sister Reem. And then after like a year and a half of her being there, she graduated from high school. So she moved back to America for college. So I was like alone basically for the rest of the time, just like me and my parents. And I was like a little punk rock emo kid and I just like wanted to, you know, wear like my trip NYC pants and my, my converse that like I had drawn all over with Sharpie and I just wanted to listen to AFI and, (laughs) and like, and like no one, everyone thought I was fucking weird. Like we would have been best friends in high school. (laughs) Let me just say. That's why I love you so much. I'm like, I'm like, Lena literally is so cool I'm like and she like likes the same shit that I do I'm we like, are literally the same I am so sad I didn't know you back then <laughs> I'm sad too because I I swear I just felt like there's no one else who likes the things that I do and it feels very like isolating because like 
I would want to talk about the things that I wanted to talk about with people. And they just thought everything, they didn't know what I was talking about. That was like the first thing. And then like, you just, you'll always feel like an asshole if you're like, oh, like this, this, and this, they're like, what's that? And then you have to like explain it to them. And they're just still looking at you like, what the fuck? And like, I just remember a lot of the times feeling like people thought I was being like, maybe not even pretentious, but just kind of like, oh, like you don't know about this. But I'm like, no, I am. I, I wish you knew about this because yeah. like, I want, I just want someone to like feel connected to. So that was a really weird experience for me. And I remember all the girls would make fun of me for wearing um, Converse because they're like, they look like clown shoes. And oh I'm my like, God. I'm sure I've heard my mom say that sentence to me before. <laughs> and I'm like, Converse are actually like really sleek and like really nice. And like clown shoes are actually really bulky. So like, <laughs> that's a bad comparison to make. Um, but yeah, it's, it was just really, really weird. And then I feel like once Avril Lavigne popped off, Oh, people, people definitely were more like, okay, maybe you're kind of cool. And I was like, fuck you. I'm like, Avril Lavigne. I mean, I, I obviously secretly listened to Avril Lavigne, but like, I was like ashamed of it. It was like my dirty little secret. And I was like, she's a poser. Like, you know, like poser. she's not a real punk rocker. Like me, like my, like me, 14 year old little Arab girl. I used to tell people all the time that I was straight edge. And then like, I just remember realizing one day, like, no, you're not straight edge. You're just a 14 year old Arab girl. Like you're, you're not straight. <laughs> edge like you don't have access to drugs and alcohol like you're not making like a conscious decision to like avoid it you just you're a 14 year old muslim girl like calm the fuck down yeah straight edge i love that so embarrassing it's so funny because my mom would crack jokes about my outfits all the time but she honestly was i get this question all the time from other arabs being like how is your family so accepting like your fashion and everything and my mom was like she came to america you know thinking the world was going to be like Greece and the thriller music video, like mm-hmm. everyone was going to be dressed to the nines. So she was like, you know, a style queen back in the day. And she didn't start wearing a hijab um, until about like seven years ago after my dad died. Um, but she was a style queen. So like growing up, it was always like, you know, dress however you want. Like I was getting, I was dressing myself like in kindergarten, you know, and just like, wearing whatever I want. So it's never been a thing for me personally. Like I've always been able to express myself through clothes, but like only through clothes. Like, you know, it was like what everyone else was able to exp- like my mom hated my music. She broke my Lincoln Park CD when I was a kid. I was like, what are you listening to? This is devil music. Like, oh, oh my God, Lena, literally my dad First of all, I was convinced that all the music I was listening to was not in English. He's like, there's no way that this is in English. I'm like, dad, it's definitely and he would call it satan worshiping music yeah and I was my like, mom would do the same i'm like dad i'm not cool enough to worship satan i'm glad that you think i'm that edgy but i'm not so <laughs> uh literally same so like clothing was like the only way i could ever express myself which explains why i do the things that i do in fashion <laughs> but i think that's else. really actually pretty cool and progressive of your mom yeah because i remember taking my mom to a hot topic Oh, and my mom her, did not like Hot Topic. Let's let's be clear about that. She, she was terrified. She was terrified. And like, I just remember my mom going in and immediately like whispering out loud, Dua, like in prayers <laughs> and stuff. And I was like, what do you think is I going swear to my mom didn't happen? I I'm like, this swear. is, we're at the mall, mom. Like, what do you think is about to happen? And it's so funny because now I work with Hot Topic and she's just like, oh that's great. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't think it was so cool 10 years ago when you were taking me to hot dog. Oh no, I won't fucking hate it. Like literally she would be like, I'm just going to sit outside. Like, I'm just, just let me know when you're done, which also, I mean, I fully took advantage of. I was like, cool. I'm just going to buy whatever the fuck I want since yeah. she doesn't even want to be 
here and she's just going to pay for it. Or she would even be like, here, take my credit card and go pay for it. I'm like, perfect. I'm fully going to uh, use your money and uh, take advantage of the fact that you hate Hot Topic. Buy um, a studded belt. All the studded belts uh, your heart desires. I still have my studded belt that the first and only studded belt I bought, like the one that everyone had. And I, I don't know if you experienced this, but like when I was younger, because I dressed myself, like you're saying, like I used to shop for myself. I used to pick everything else out for myself. I never really knew what size I was. And like, so I, I like, I have like random pieces of clothing from when I was younger. And I'm like, these are not my size. Like my studded belt is a waist size 34 Lena. And like, what business did I have buying a waist size 34 belt? Like I, like, I'm not like, you know what I mean? Like, I just didn't know how sizes run or how things 100%. should fit. And I'm pretty sure it's a men's belt. I don't know. And I'm like, why is this belt gigantic? Like, how was I even wearing this? I would like do all these weird things to like make it fit me. I'm like, I could have just like bought the correct size. Like I didn't have to go through. I don't know. I literally like my pants, like there was no consistency. Like I would just like, pick up a pair of pants, not try them on, like look at them, eyeball it and be like, I think this will fit because you sound like I my swear- dad. He would do that all the time and would just like end up with clothes he couldn't wear because he would forget to return them. And I'd be like, why don't you just try them on? That's a concept. I had the opposite problem because I was really small growing up. I feel like I just grew into my body like a year ago at the age of 27 for like the first time ever, but I was really small. So like nothing would ever fit me. And so I'm just like wearing extremely baggy clothes always because extra smalls were like not small enough. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh, I can't wait to fit in the clothes. And it took me, you know, <laughs> up until 27 years old, but I finally did it. <laughs> and I think it's like also like this, like I genuinely think back to it. I'm like, did I ha- like, was I just like a dumb kid or did I have like some weird type of like undiagnosed like body dysmorphia? Because I was a small kid and everything I would buy was like so big on me. Like I could have very, I could have found my size if I wanted to, but like, <laughs> I just feel like I didn't know like how, I don't know. I mean, I've definitely, you know, moved past that and to like m- lots of Muslim people on the internet's uh, chagrin. Like I wear things that are too tight in oh, their yeah. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you get that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, why are you showing your body? I'm like, why is your ankle out? <laughs> I'm just like, well, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just have to like show the ankle. Sometimes you're, you just gotta like show a little ankle. Um, but no, yeah, it's it's really cool that I feel like having parents that like allow you to express yourself through your style, even if that's your only outlet it still is really nice. Like, I'm not going to lie, like being able to wear whatever I wanted growing up and being able to like take chances and risks and wear crazy shit, like helped me cultivate the style that I have now. Definitely. And I knew other people that like their parents were even more strict than mine, which I didn't think existed (laughs) at the time. But like, I would come home being like, I am just so glad at least I can wear what I want. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, it was nice being able to go to school and like, have an outfit that was mine granted by the time I was like old enough to like pick out my own outfits and like go like have my own money kind of thing I was like so scared of being different at that point that I was like I'm just gonna wear jeans and a t-shirt yeah (laughs) but like that kind of I kind of just grew out of that really quickly as soon as I graduated high school I was like yeah this is not for me let's bring on the neon hair let's have color clashing outfits let's do this (laughs) and it just it's like I said I mean I think it's really in general, in the influencer space, everyone kind of looks the same. Everyone kind of dresses the same. And so it's really refreshing to see like, and like, I like, 
I love the shit that you wear. Like you recently posted a picture wearing these like leather pants and this cute top. It was like two days ago or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just staring at it. I was like, I want to wear this. Like I want to wear this cute little floral top. I want to wear these leather pants. I want to wear the shoes. Like everything about your outfit is just like so like so well thought out and so cute. And I'm just like, it's so nice to like come across someone who's not just like wearing the same shit as like everyone else. Like it's, it's very, very nice. I totally understand like what you mean with like the blogger sphere. I feel like a lot of people will be like, I mean, have you seen that Instagram? That's like shit bloggers posts. And I've, like, I've been on it. <laughs> you have, Oh, you have. I think I've it, seen it was one. for like a pair of shoes that I had, which yeah. I, I'll say it. And I, I'm going to sound like an asshole, but it's fine. I had them first. Okay. <laughs> ha- I had them for a really long time. I wore them. Like I had, I had them sitting in a box. So I got them during quarantine and I had them just sitting in my room for like a month before I even worn them. That's how long I've had them for. And then every, I just sold them actually on Depop. Um, Wait, which shoes were they? <laughs> They're like these lime green platform sandals. Yes. Oh my god, I wanted them, and then I They're, saw them on the Instagram, and I was like, "Damn, I missed the They're train." Actually on really that uncomfortable. One. Like I wore them one time, and I was like, "I can't wear them." Like they actually are those type of shoes that, like, in between your toe, it really fucking Ooh. hurts. And I'm just like, I wore them once, and I was like, "Nope, I I can't do this." So I sold them. Fair enough. Glad I never jumped on that train. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I totally get what you mean by like everyone looking the same. I mean, a lot of the time, I'll get comments from people being like only you could pull this off and I, to me it'll be like a basic outfit like something like I don't know yeah yeah just yeah, normal like, and, yeah, like, yeah what do you even mean by that like <laughs> you could pull it off too I'm so confused like I I don't know at this point how like what normal is anymore like I just wear things I like I don't pay attention to like other people because apparently even what I think is normal is like too much in my opinion I'm always oh, getting like random sure. comments being like wow I don't know how you go out like this and I'm like what wait I thought this was normal (laughs) that's what I'm saying it's it's so it's so interesting how everyone has like these different versions of like what they think is like crazy and I'm like doing Mm -hmm. air quotes right now when I say that but like (laughs) even like I will wear like you know the I feel like the thing that I get because I mean I live in Florida so like it's just like flip-flops all year round like you know oh my god I say that all the time about (laughs) I'm like it's cargo pants and flip-flops Yeah. So any outfit that I wear, if it's like, you know, not flip flops, which it never is, is like, wow, like, what are you wearing? You're so dressed up. I that's like the number one thing I get. It's like, you're so dressed up. I'm like, I'm just wearing a shirt and jeans. Like, yeah, with quarantine now, like I get dressed up to literally go drop a package. So imagine. It's just like, and it's also just like, I feel like there's something backhanded about that. Like when you tell someone like you're so dressed up, I'm like, I feel like it's like a little bit of like a dick thing to say, but also I think it's like, why do you care? Even if I was, even if I was wearing a gown right now, like, why can't you just be like, Oh, you look nice. Like, you know, why does it have to be like, you're so dressed up? Like, I actually did a, I did a TikTok with my friend, Alexa. She, there was like a trend going around that was like, you go do normal things in like a ball gown. Mm -hmm. So, we were, it was like me and oh my, God. my friends dressed up in literal prom dresses. And we went to Taco Bell. We went to the park. We went to 99 Cent Store. Obviously, we wore masks the whole time. But we we're filming this TikTok. And we actually got like, I mean, we got a lot of weird stares. But mostly people were so supportive. And we're like, oh, my God, I don't know why you're dressed up. But you look amazing. And I was like, That's oh, so I nice. feel so loved right now. And But like, when I'll be in like a normal outfit, like I never get that. But like when I'm wearing a ball gown, everyone's like, wow you look great and I don't know why you're dressed up but go you I'm like why can't why can't you just accept my non-flip-flop outfit my everyday 
outfit yeah. that doesn't involve flip flops, huh? What do I have to in a ball gown for you to acknowledge this? <laughs> oh, I mean, honestly, it just. I, I got that strawberry dress and I've been telling my sister, I'm like, I want to wear it again. But like, dress. Everyone has it. I, I had no idea where it came from. I was just like, how did this become a thing? It, it's so weird that it like became a friend and I, a, a thing. And I've actually, um, I've had the designer on the podcast before and she's like, no way. The, she's like the sweetest person in the entire world. Uh, Lyrica Matoshi. She's like so sweet, but I was telling my sister the other day, I was like, I just like want to go out in it. Like, I just want to wear it again. Like you just, it's one of those things that you put on and you like feel really, really good. And like, you just feel like magical. And I'm like, I just want to go out and wear this. And like, yeah, I hear it has that effect on people. Like literally it's a craze that strawberry dress. And I love how everyone styles it. Like, I love the way you styled it. I think you were the first person I saw it on. And Thank you. then it literally like blew up. I don't think I, it's honestly not one of those things I, I could pull off. I'm not like a dressy person, like a fairy. Oh my God. Like I'm not ethereal in that way. I feel like you could totally pull it off. I, I feel know. Like, I feel like And I you could that. make it like kind of like goth fairy. I was going to say that's like the only, uh, I'm a one trick pony with my little goth fairy thing, <laughs> but like, I don't think I could do the strawberry dress and look like girly and pull it off. But well, like what everyone I was trying else to do was like so good. I was trying to look a little bit goth when I wore it. Like I definitely was like, how can I make this very girly, ethereal thing look a little bit or feel more like me? And I was like, I just have to wear it with black. Like I have to wear it a black turtleneck. So and so many people were like personally offended. They're like, why did you wear it with black underneath? Why didn't you wear it with cream or this or that? And I was like, because like I wanted it to look fucking cool. Like <laughs> I love the way you styled it, honestly. Thank you. It was so cute. I, I really, really liked it. And like it's so funny because I'm like, I feel like you can style it in so many different ways and make it look so different. Like just depending on like maybe you wear a jacket on top of it or whatever. And I and it, it's just so cool how like you can take something like, you know, a dress covered in fucking glittery strawberries and like make it look not as girly like I think that's what's fun about pieces like that totally I love the designer in general like I went to go look at the strawberry dress like literally contemplating buying it because literally who hasn't done that in the the last (laughs) three months came out with it in black okay see now that I might need to jump on but I've seen like the sweaters and like just all their stuff is so good and I'm like oh I don't need this because I don't leave my house but I want it I know. Fun fact, she's Muslim. Is she really? Yeah, she is. Oh my god, I got to I got to give her my dollars. Yeah, I'm like that, something. I literally and that's what I'm saying, like the power of the internet. Like I was just like DMing with her and she was like, "Oh, I want to send you a dress." And we were like talking to each other, and then she was like, "Um, let me know if you need me to make any alterations. Like I know how it is wearing a hijab. My mom wears a hijab." And I was like, "Your mom wears a hijab?" And I was like, "Hold on, wait a minute cuz she just looks like a white girl." Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, are you Muslim? She was like, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is so insane and crazy. And now I like love you a thousand times more. And again, I want to reiterate, it's not like I only love people that are Muslim or Arab, but it's just exciting. Like it's, it's just so this thing that like, you know, you like for, for a lot of people, they like grow up and they meet so many people that they feel like are, you know, like them and doing cool, fun things. But like for me, like most of the Muslim people or most of the Arab people I met were like, not doing things that I thought were like really like interesting to me. Yeah. And um, so it's nice now to like just come across people and then find out like that they have, um, you know, like a Muslim or Arab background. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is, 
I don't know. Like, I'll never stop being excited about it. Like, no, literally, totally. I feel like it's, it's always exciting. When when Maybelline sat me next to you, I literally was like, oh, my God, how do I approach this? And, of course, the first thing that I said was, are you Arab? Because I was yeah. so nervous. You know, yeah. me and my brain, I just i am not good with people. And I was so nervous. And I was like, she's just going to think I'm this dumb white girl being like, are you Muslim? <laughs> and I want to be like, no, I grew up Muslim. I love you. And it's so funny because like I, when I left that show, I met up with my friend and I was like, I just met this really cool Arab girl at the Dion Lee show. And, and then I like showed her your Instagram post. And then we ran into you later that like, I think it was that same night it was with her. And I was yeah. like, that's the girl. Um, So it was really, really cool because she was like oh my god she's so cool I'm like I know I remember that she was so nice and I was like oh my god every why everyone is so nice here I've never experienced this before (laughs) who are who are all these nice Arab people and like they're so nice and accepting and they like me back oh my god I mean, honestly that's that's and that's how I feel about kind of like the podcast community that I that I have it's like everyone is so like accepting and loving and positive like and it's just this weird safe space and I think that we've all had these like negative experiences like growing up that kind of like scarred us in a way and made us like kind of feel a little bit jaded towards like our our culture or whatever just because we're like I don't feel welcome here and like that's why I really really love the fact that like now like with all this like freedom kind of on the internet to like put yourself out there and like be who you are and like find your community it just makes you kind of feel so much more confident in your own skin totally and I feel like just in general it's been a nice experience to like have people that have had the similar experiences as you that I didn't I mean I could never talk about these things prior you know Mm -hmm. to like Mm -hmm. having friends on the internet that are Arab or group Muslim or are Muslim and accepting and, you know, so it was like something that I would just kind of keep to myself for so long, but it's like so refreshing to have a community of people that like grew up similarly, similar, I cannot talk anymore, (laughs) similarly to you. And you just have shared experiences. It's just something I've personally never experienced because like even growing up and like meeting other Arab kids, I would be kind of like, I don't know if they know my mom and I don't want to get in trouble. And like, I, oh you know, just like I mean, not wanting yeah. to be like, it was just, it was such a different time. And it's so nice to be able to like have these, sh- to have these shared experiences and like have these jokes on TikTok that you can laugh at that you had no idea that like other people also related to. It's like genuinely the best feeling. And I'm glad that I was able to like be on your podcast and you know we have this podcast to listen to when we feel like you know no one understands that's what I'm saying and it's it's like it's so crazy like I when I see things on TikTok where people are like my mom does this I'm like Oh, I, yeah. I literally thought I literally thought my mom was the only fucking crazy person who used like uh like biscuit boxes to put sewing. One thousand percent, or I'm, like the hand movements that they do and the things that they say. I was always like, oh, my mom is just so dramatic, and like it's it's, it's just so that's Arab culture. I had no idea. That's what I'm saying. It's like unless you lived overseas, like you don't realize that this is just like what Arabs do and like and it's also like it comes down to like different like Arab cultures too because it, mm-hmm. like all Arabs are so different so even when I lived in Dubai like none of their culture was really like my parents culture that they grew up with so like 
I didn't see my parents and my friend's parents. Like I, they were just like, not the same. Like my parents were interestingly enough, like considered like way more liberal, which to me was like so crazy. I'm like, my parents are so strict. Like what? Like, yeah. No, how- I, I felt the same way, even though, you know, I was here just compared yeah. to like other Arabs. It, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just like, what? My parents are like the cool ones. Like what the fuck? My parents are not cool. Like this is, <laughs> this is wrong. Um, and it just, it's really, it's really nice. And it's like very comforting. And I, and I talk about this a lot on the podcast because I think it's, it is so important. It's really just like reinforced, even as an adult who like, I feel very confident in who I am. It's so nice to feel represented. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like representation really does matter. I can't even imagine what an effect it would have on me if like 14 year old me was exposed to this and, right. and felt seen by other people. Like I can't even imagine who I would be right now. Or even just felt normal. Cause like, even when I started just like seeing that there were other people that were similar, grew up similarly to me, I was like, I just felt like, oh, so I'm not just like this freak that everyone looks at. Like mm-hmm. I have a community of people or like we get to laugh about these things. And it just made me like proud to like grow up in the culture that I did, even though like at the time, you know, it was really difficult because I felt like I was so alone. But like I look back now, you know, just being a free adult and just being like, you know, I- my parents were considered cool in mm-hmm. comparison to how strict, mm-hmm. you know, m- Muslim people can be. But I don't know. I just look back at all the like funny stuff that like everyone yeah. makes jokes about. And I'm like, you know, I'm just like proud of it now where I used to just yeah. feel so alone and like sad about it where I'm like, oh, I just wish I grew up normal, like whatever. And now I'm like, this is hilarious to me. Like, yep. I, I don't know. It's just it's so strange to even talk about or like say out loud because it's like the first, you know, time that's ever really happened. But I'm proud of, you know, being Arab and you know, that we get a new generation of people that are a lot more accepting. I feel exactly the same way. And like, if there's anything that I've kind of learned through like having this show is that like, they're like, this is such like a common experience for so many children of immigrants that like, you just kind of grow up and you feel so different and you just so badly want to be like everyone else and be normal and not be the odd one out. And like, then you grow up and you realize like, oh, wait, no, this is actually kind of cool and kind of interesting. And I actually really, really love this. And like, once you like, are able to like embrace it and not be so concerned with wanting to just feel like everyone else and fit in. Yeah. And like, and like, when I think back to it, I'm like, what was I even thinking? Like, even if I was even, let's just say I was like a white girl. I'm like, I was still fucking weird and different. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I, w- I had no chance. Like it wasn't going to happen. Like I still liked weird shit. And like, I still, you know, mm-hmm. drew all over my hands with but like Sharpie. That those people also have communities now. Like, you know, we've got like just communities of like people that love anime and cosplay and there's all this cool stuff. And it's not like weird anymore. Exactly. Exactly. I just, I love the direction we have created in this or the atmosphere we've created in the the studio today. It's just been (laughs) very accepting. Yeah. Yeah, Immaculate. So it's just nice that like, I mean, I know it's not perfect, but I do think Gen Z has got like a lot of, you know, stuff to look forward to in the sense of like, there's so much out there. Like everyone's not trying to be the same anymore. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's really, really cool. And and honestly, like, I'm, I'm so glad that I got to chat with you literally been trying to how I feel like it's been a year since like, I first asked you like, I want to have you on my podcast. Oh my god, so, I know. So I'm long. So I'm 
so glad that we finally got to do this. Um, I want to make sure everyone knows where to follow you and everything online. Like where can people find your, your Instagram, your YouTube, your TikTok, all your things. Cause you're, you create content like everywhere and like, it's amazing. Um, so it's Lena bugs for everything. And yeah, I'm just covered <laughs> in face paint constantly or dressing up. So guys, if you like that. I'm there. <laughs> guys, follow Lena. Trust me. Like this girl creates beautiful looks and like I am obsessed. So I'm going to have everything linked in the episode description. Um, as always, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Arab American Psycho, where you will see a beautiful picture of Lena and you can follow me on Instagram at Nor E. Lena, thank you so, so much for coming on. I really love this conversation. Thank you for having me. I'm literally so excited. We finally got to do this. Yeah. And I hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll talk to you next Sunday.